You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Alongside that announcement we, that we got from Pick and Pay earlier today, there was a separate sends announcement that came through from Goldfields. They, of course, uh, were reporting their uh, financial results for the 12 months ended the 31st of December. Uh, Reik van Niekerk, our editor at MoneyWeb, caught up with Mike Frazier, the CEO of Goldfields, to understand how the company performed over the 12 months, but also get a sense of the big announcements uh, that Goldfields has uh, lined up for the new year. Let's listen in on that conversation. Goldfields is one of the largest gold producers in the world. Its roots go back to 1887 when it was founded by Cecil John Rhodes and Charles Rudd as the Goldfields of South Africa to mine the deep level gold deposits of the Witwatersrand. The group saw numerous mergers and acquisitions over the years, but the current company was born out of the amalgamation of the gold assets of Goldfields of South Africa and Genco in 1998. It is listed in Johannesburg and New York and currently owns eight mines in Australia, Peru, Ghana, Canada, Chile and South Africa. The key operation in South Africa is the South Deep Mine in Gauteng. The group reported financial results for 2023 today. The revenue rose by 5% to $4.5 billion. The headline earnings dropped by 23% to $810 million. The board declared a final dividend of 4 and 20 a share and this pushes the total dividend for the year to 7 rand 45 a share the group produced 2.3 million ounces of gold during the year which is around 70 tons of gold on the line is mike fraser he's the chief executive and he took the reins on 1 january this year after chris griffith resigned following the company's failed bid to acquire the canadian group yamana in 2022 Mike, thank you so much for your time. You've been in the hot seat for six weeks. Have you had time to go to all of Goldfield's operations around the world? Yes, I have had the privilege of traveling to all of our regions in the past six weeks. Tragically, I've spent quite a bit of time at South Deep with the team there after the really tragic fatality that we had on the 2nd of January, which is never a great way to start. But in some respects, that has presented a catalyst for us to really rethink how we deliver safe and reliable production in our business. But as you say, this is a business that's been around for a very, very long time. And we are very conscious what we're wanting to do with Goldfields is to continue building a high quality and sustainable business for the future and for the generations to come. The group has had some... I don't want to say headwinds, but unfortunate developments. The big one, the failed Yamana acquisition, and that is why your predecessor also resigned. So where does Goldfields find itself in currently? Or maybe put differently, how should shareholders look at this performance in the context of what happened over the past few years? If you look at the background, and I don't want to go into a whole detail of unpacking the Yamana transaction, but you know the rationale at the time was kind of reasonably sound. It was... If you look at goldfields, whilst we have a very clear line of sight to a good level of production performance over the next decade, when you look beyond that, we need to start filling the pipeline with good projects. And when you look through transformative M&A, which has always got to be part of the way that you look at strategy, it can be quite viable alternative. And I think the problem is that when you look at long-dated optionality and big transactions, the payback on some of these are sometimes outside of the horizon of our investors. And that's where some of the challenge sits. So whilst it has a lot of strategic logic in the long run, in the short term, sometimes shareholders don't like that. 
As I see growth for the business, we do need to replace reserves, and that's going to come from a number of sources. I believe there will be further consolidation in the sector, but what I much prefer are kind of bolt-on acquisitions where you find mispriced assets or opportunities to collaborate. And great examples like that are the windfall acquisition. We're going to partner with Cisco Mining Development. That is a great opportunity. The Tarqua Idioprium JV with Anglo Goldashanti will provide additional opportunities for growth. In addition, working with juniors on advanced exploration projects, we've got a number of partnerships in the portfolio that will allow us to give line of sight at a fairly low cost way into potential additional resource additions and also our own near-term mine development. You know, we've got a lot of opportunity to continue to add and convert resource to reserve. And we've demonstrated that in Australia, for example, where we've had a very good program of adding reserves at a very low cost. You know, in Australia, I think we, on average over the last seven years, the cost of reserve addition has been below $100 an ounce, which is very good. There's going to be a combination of things that we all apply, and we need to work all of the levers to add reserves for the long term. The gold price is currently relatively strong, around $2,000 an ounce. I think if it can stay there, virtually all gold mines will report good profits. But you state in your results you believe it may not last, it may pull back a bit, or there's a possibility thereof. So what are your views on the future of the gold price? We are always sensible and pragmatic. I have a view that that I think gold price will be supported for the time being. I think there's a number of global factors that are supportive of gold, not least of which is I believe that inflation is going to be sticky for some time whilst there's been some relief there as we see interest rates coming off, which have to start coming off, otherwise we're really going to have some challenges. There's also strong central buying support. So I think those will continue, particularly because of a bit of polarization that's going on in the world and the reducing reliance on the US dollar or the some people trying to reduce reliance on US dollar for the reserves. And I think that will be all supportive of gold. The other thing is that gold will always have a role to play in people's portfolios. And as we know, we're not the only ones struggling with reserve replacement. And so supply is not going to be that easy to add, in which case I would suspect that would be supportive. But having said all of that, we are very mindful of consensus, which is really a set of really good economic thinking, which comes up with a long-term price point. And we manage our business largely to that. We try and create enough flexibility that we can respond to rapid up cycles and down cycles. But overall, in long-term planning, we plan for a consensus price, which is probably lower than where we are today. In your overview of the South Deep Mine here in South Africa, you referred to the tragic incident where one of your employees passed away, which disrupted operations there. But you also say you find it challenging to get some key skills. That also has an impact on the business. What skills are you looking for and why are they not available? The challenge that we had in 2023, and this is largely a problem that we have kind of got over to a degree, is that we were really struggling with drill rig operators, to be perfectly honest. It's a very specific skill. And we were finding, particularly with the development of some new underground projects in South Africa, that some people were attracted away. And we know that we do have very capable people operating in some fairly challenging underground conditions. 
and they were lured away and we had to go through a process of replacing those. So there was a bit of a disruption in probably the second and third quarters of last year, but we seem to have got that back on track. And certainly from the beginning of this year, that seems to be a problem that we have resolved. Just an aside, which is really interesting, is that we've actually trialed the first drill operation from surface, as an example. So we're really thinking through technology as to how we can mitigate some of those skill shortages. But I think for 2024, you know, I'm confident that we've kind of moved past that crisis that we had last year. We've seen several other mining groups in South Africa announce job cuts. Are you looking at reducing your workforce? No, I think one of the things, if you look at goldfields globally, we have around between 21 and 22,000 people that we acknowledge are part of our larger workforce, of which only 6,500 are really our own employees, and the rest are largely contracted provided. I think the improvement in our business is not really going to come through cost-cutting and headcount reductions as such, but really driving predictable and reliable production performance and meeting our commitments and slowly incrementing the ramp up and particularly at South Deep. Last year we produced 322,000. We think that the right number for that mine long term is around 380,000 ounces, which is certainly achievable. To us it's a value equation and what I'd much rather see is us delivering a safe and value accretive ramp up rather than delivering ounces for the sake of ounces. Mike, thanks for your time. That was Mike Fraser, the Chief Executive of Goldfields. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.